0: You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by a pastor on staff here at East Coast Christian Center.
1: All right. Hello, and welcome to Morning Breath. I'm Brian. I'm one of the pastors here at East Coast Christian Center, and this is Morning Breath. We are a devotion sure to jumpstart your day. We're going to read a chapter of the Word together. We're going to look at it. We have not prepared a message, but our hearts are ready to just speak to what God speaks um, to us about in this chapter, and so I'm excited to do it. I have a couple of friends in the studio with me today. I have Pastor Christian Hurston. How are you doing today, my friend?
2: I'm doing great. Excited to be in the Word of God to be hanging out with some of my boys. It's an interesting chapter here. Yeah, second. Yeah, we Samuel got some stuff. Three. If you guys have pre-read it, it's a fun one. Yeah. It's definitely one of our more exciting ones to be reading on the radio.
1: Yeah, it's pretty. Uh, there's a lot going on. A lot going on here. And uh, we well, have Testament our doesn't hold back. Nope, we have our uh, studio engineer extraordinaire Nick. How you doing over there, buddy?
2: I'm doing good.
1: Awesome. Yeah. And uh, all if right, you
2: guys, real quick. If you haven't caught Nick on our on the big screen series, is he has been doing these pre-message videos that have just been all time so good. Is like every every message has like a little preview where Nick's talking about the movie and they are some of the best things that I've seen our church put out in a long time, like just the quality and the humor and you're killing it, Nick. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, great job.
1: Yeah, they're all out there on uh, YouTube or uh, any way you get our messages. Uh, yeah. They're out there. Check them out, video, video. Uh, Hilarious. Yeah. It's super, funny. Super good. funny. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we uh we you know tell them how to get on board with the show. Tell, yeah. Tell them absolutely. what it's all about.
2: Easiest way is on our East Coast app. You can download it on App or Google Play Store. Just search the words East Coast app, and it's got a blue background with the white cross. Or you can go to our website, which is eccc.us. That's e-c-c-c.us. You can go there for info, events, past sermons, and morning breath episodes. You can also follow us on social media, so Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. You can also call the church offices at 321-452-1060 and we can either email or mail out a morning bread devotion guide or anything you might ever want to know about east coast
1: yeah there's a there's also some really cool stuff going on as a church here we're uh we're excited to you know do a few things that uh we're starting a new series message series this weekend so if you're don't have a church home um, of your choosing uh, that maybe god's spoken to you to about going to we'd love to have you at one of our campuses come be a part of that Come check out any of our services, any of our locations, whether that's beer or Coco, here at Merritt Island, we have two options for you. And uh, maybe it's online. Maybe you're, uh, you're doing church online at this point. We'd love to uh, host you and, uh, and do church together with you. Absolutely. So come be a part of that. Uh, we also have a night of worship coming up, Yeah, that's awesome. which is a pretty sweet opportunity. We do once a month, we try to gather all the campuses together. We try to really just focus on worshiping God. We want to put God first in the center of it all. And, uh, this new message here is called reset. And, yeah. uh, this is one of the things that, you know, we can, well, a way to reset your life and to kind of get back into the swing of what God's called us to as, as believers. And, uh, in this season, I, I think we need a reboot sometimes and just yeah. go, whoa, hold up and, uh, Night of worship is a way that we do that. We kind of center back up and find due north again and just worship Jesus together. So putting God first. Yeah. So come be a part of that. It's Wednesday night, the 15th. Yeah, and And it's uh, a
2: special week. We're going to be doing a week of prayer also. So we're offering prayer every morning that week, and then we're going to have night of worship in the middle of the week. And so you can stay tuned on the the website, on the app for more information. We'll be talking about it in our messages, but it's going to be really cool just to put God right kind of middle of our year like that.
1: Plus, we have a, a a kids event, family event. Uh, this uh, what would be next Friday, the seventeenth, and so at the end of that week, we'll uh, we'll be doing some uh, fun as family. It'll That's just awesome. be live, interactive, music, fun, games, prizes, all the stuff. And uh, you do want to sign up? You want to register for that? So go to our website, eccc.us forward slash events. Check that out, East Coast Kids Live. Yeah. It's going to be in Merritt Island, the Parkway Worship Center, and. Uh, I believe it'll probably be filled up. So um, come be a part of that and uh, just have a blast with your family and your kids. It's uh, Mm -hmm. K through sixth grade um, intended for kids and families um, in that kind of age range. So come be a part of that and uh, go from there.
2: It's really cool. We also have an event called Beautiful You, which is coming up on September 24th. This is for our teenage girls, 7th through 12th grade, and it's an opportunity for them to be able to come and do some free clothes shopping. So they can donate clothes or other people donate them, and then they can come through and pick out stuff that may be new, but oftentimes slightly used, but in good condition. And there's going to be encouraging messages from a lot of our leaders here at the church about just who they are in Christ and knowing what true beauty is. And it's going to be an amazing event. So if you have a young female girl, or if you know of someone, make sure that they get this information. You can find it on our website, and it's it's a life changing event for them.
1: Yeah, it really cool. I have a teenage daughter who's been a part of that for years, yeah. and uh, just excited uh, for that too. It's really cool. Anyway, let's get into the chapter. We got Second Samuel chapter three. There's thirty nine verses here. I'm in the New American Standard version, and what do you got over there?
2: NLT, New Living Translation.
1: All right. Um, you want to get me started? I'll read through verse twenty. You pick it up in twenty-one. Yeah, and uh, we'll go from there. Sounds good. I must say unto you, read, sir. All right, verse one of Second uh, Samuel three. Now there was a long war between the house of Saul and the house of David, and David grew steadily stronger, but the house of Saul grew weaker continually. Sons were born to David at Hebron. His firstborn was Amnon, by a Hemo a hinom, the Jezre Jezreelites. And his second, Chiliab, by Abigail, the widow of Nabal the Carmelite. And the third, Absalom, the son of Makah, the daughter of Talmai, king of Geshur. And the fourth, Adonijah, the son of Haggith. And the fifth, Shephatiah. How about that? Shephatiah, uh, the son of Abital. And the sixth, Ithriam, by David's wife, Eglah. They were born to David at Hebron. It came about while there was war between the house of Saul and the house of David that Abner was making himself strong in the house of Saul. Now Saul had a concubine whose name was Rizpah, the daughter of Ai and Ishboth said to Abner, "Why have you gone into my favor into my father's concubine? Then Abner was very angry over the words of Ish Bosheth and said, "Am I a dog's head that belongs to Judah Today I show kindness to the house of Saul, your father." and to his brothers and to his friends and have not delivered you into the hands of David and yet today you charge me with a guilt concerning the woman may god do so may god do so to abner and more also if the lord has sworn to david i do not accomplish this for him to transfer the to transfer the kingdom of the house of saul and to establish the throne of david over israel and over judah from dan even in beersheba and he could no longer answer abner a word because he was afraid of him then Abner sent messengers to David in his place, saying, "Whose is the land? Make your covenant with me, and behold, my hand shall be with you to bring all Israel over to you." He said, "Good. I will make a covenant with you, but I demand one thing of you, namely, you shall not see my face unless you first bring Michal, Saul's daughter, when you come to see me." So David sent messengers to Ishbosheth, Saul's son, saying, "Give me my wife, give me my wife Michal, to whom I was betrothed for a hundred foreskins of the Philistines." Ishbosheth Sent and took for her, took, f- took her for uh, from her husband, from Pathiel the son of Laish. But her husband went with her, weeping as he went, and followed her as far as Bahuram. Then Abner said to him, "Go, return." So he returned. Now Abner had consultation with the elders of Israel, saying, "In times past, you were seeking for David to be king over you. Now, then, do it." So the Lord has spoken to David, saying, By the hand of my servant David, I will save my people Israel from the hand of the Philistines and from the hand of all their enemies. Abner also spoke in the hearing of Benjamin, Benjamin, and in addition Abner went to speak in the hearing of David in Hebron, all that seemed good to Israel and to the house of Benjamin. Then Abner and twenty men with him came to David at Hebron, and David made a feast for Abner and the men who
2: were with him. Verse 21, then Abner said to David, let me go and call an assembly of all Israel to support my lord the king. They will make a covenant with you to make you the king and you will rule over everything your heart desires. So David sent Abner safely on his way. But just after David had sent Abner away in safety, Joab and some of David's troops returned from a raid, bringing much plunder with them. When Joab arrived, he was told that Abner had just been there visiting the king and had been seen away in safety. Joab rushed to the king and demanded, what have you done? What do you mean by letting Abner get away? You know perfectly well that he came to spy on you and find out everything you're doing. Joab then left David and sent messengers to catch up with Abner, asking him to return. They found him at the well of Sarah and brought him back, though David knew nothing about it. When Abner arrived back in Hebron, Joab took him aside to the gateway as if he were to speak to him privately. But then he stabbed Abner in the stomach and killed him in revenge for killing his brother, Ashel. Then David heard about it. He declared, I vow by the Lord that I and my kingdom are forever innocent of this crime against Abner, son of Ner. Joab and his family are the guilty ones. May the family of Joab be cursed in every generation with the man who has opened swords of leprosy, or has walked on crutches, or dies by the sword for begging for food. So Joab and his brother Abishai killed Abner, because Abner had killed their brothers, Ashiel, in the battle of Gibeon. Then David said to Joab and all those who were with him, tear your clothes and put on burlap, more for Abner. And the King David himself walked behind the procession at the grave. They buried Abner in Hebron and the King and all the people wept at the grave site. Then the King sang the funeral song for Abner. Your hands were not bound, your feet were not chained. No, you were murdered, the victims of a wicked plot. All the people wept again for Abner. David had refused to eat anything on the day of the funeral, and now everyone begged him to eat. But David had made a vow saying, may God strike me and even kill me if I eat anything before sundown. This pleased the people very much. In fact, everything the king did pleased them. So everyone in Judah and all of Israel understood that David was not responsible for Abner's murder. Then King David said to his officials, don't you realize that a great commander has fallen today in Israel? And even though I am the anointed king, these two sons of Zariah, Joab and Abishai, are too strong for me to control. So may the Lord repay these evil men for their evil deeds. Amen.
1: So, like, like we said to kind of open the show here, there's a lot going on in this <laughs> chapter as far as uh, some crazy names there's too. There's Good some, job
2: taking it, man. That was you had the the fun part.
1: It's a uh, it's always exciting to read the Old Testament. Uh, many times <laughs> when I'm reading it by myself, I'm like so and so and so and so and this person and that person, and uh, I don't I don't have to pronounce all those words yeah. um, on the air like this. So I this do is a lot exciting. of audio Bible too, yeah, you and you, you, can you hear to it, it,
2: but then you got to say it, and it's like oh. That's a little different.
1: It's pretty fun. So in (laughs) this chapter here, we have all sorts of stuff. We got death and destruction. We got adultery. We got, you know, people taking wives from other people. There's a lot of of the Old Testament that is – you know, is very raw, I would just say. It's a, it's a very, like, kind of wide open, like, yeah. you know, just a lot of the brokenness of, you know, of people's hearts really yep. is kind of exposed here in this chapter, and, um, you know, for me, it, it wasn't just, say, per se, one verse that stuck out to me in this chapter, but, but more just kind of the heart of this chapter. Yeah. It's got so much, you know, just so much... uh I don't know, there's greed, there's envy, there's jealousy, there's all the stuff going on in here. And I, and I just reflect a little bit on my own heart and go, God, where is there, where are those things in me? And, yeah. you know, I, um, I, I read some other devotion things, obviously, you know, just really want to spend time with the Lord. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm very, uh, acquaintly, or I guess, uh, very aware of my own, you know, heart and my own brokenness where maybe not everybody can see your heart, right? Yeah. Like your heart is not always on, you know, wide open exposed that way. I mean, your behavior certainly is out there for people to see, but your heart is a whole nother level. And, you know, I just think about, you know, I'm not. I'm not out there murdering anyone. I'm not out there stealing anyone's wives. I'm not out there doing all those things in yeah. the natural, like in in a behavioral sense. But I know my heart well enough to know that you know. I I want to I want to guard my heart against these kinds of things because it's easy to read about this, but this is real lives. This is mm-hmm. not just like some story that somebody made up. These are real lives, and uh, you see at the end of the chapter, David was broken by some of this stuff. Like David, David was not excited at all about what had happened here in this murder, you know, and he's going, hey, and as a leader, he's right in the middle of this. And, and I just think like, you know, about, about my own heart. And as a leader, I know that my heart is, um, is tender. I want to keep Mm -hmm. my heart tender towards the things of God, because people are following me in directions. People are following me in places. And if, if I have jealousy and I have greed and I have all these broken things going off in my heart, I'm going to lead other people in those same directions. And, uh, I'm just, you know, just at the end of the chapter here, I I really appreciate David's like maybe grief process a little bit, and he's like, man, I'm not gonna, I'm not even gonna eat today, like, like I I don't, I don't want the blood really on my hands. This guy, really, this is not my doing, and uh, he's leading people in a direction, and he's trying to, you know, just really honor God in the process. And David was not perfect, and you know, by any means, and. But he certainly had a heart after God, you know, and there was a pursuit of God. And, you know, he had some brokenness in his own life. But just to really see, I guess, the leadership and the tenderness of his heart uh, for me, I I just thought, you know what, I want to lead people with a tender heart. I want to stay in a place of if any of these things, whether that's greed or jealousy or strife, any of that is rising up in my heart, I got to recognize it early and I got to deal with that and let God get in there and heal those broken parts or it will turn into some behavior that is just not good.
2: Yeah, I like that a lot. I love just the realness of David and of the Old Testament because it can be easy for people who are not familiar with the bible to just think it's a bunch of good stories and it's like no there is brokenness and depravity and god still used people despite that and it's not a license to sin but david is a great character example is yeah he blew it he made a lot of mistakes but he sought after god and he wanted to do right is this said that he was a friend of god and that he pursued righteousness, even when he did mess up at times. And this is a great example of him being like, I want to be able to put God first. I'm gonna fast. I'm gonna do the right things. And I thought recently about just God's goodness, even through this time of the Old Testament where death was just rampant, or you look throughout history, and it's easy in our world today to look at what's happening with, you know, Afghanistan or earthquakes, or when there's calamity that's coming and we've got, you know, a global pandemic, it's like the world has never been worse. Like the the world's going to hell in a handbasket. But then you look back, and just to be honest, like if you study history, you look at the Holocaust, you look at Rome under Nero, you look at the Black Peg, and despite all of those things that were happening, God's faithfulness was there. We just sang a song at church on Sunday, which is a song we wrote at East Coast called Good Through the Ages, and you're thinking about he's always been faithful, even when the world's not faithful, even when it feels like things melting down, his faithfulness is always there and his promises are new every morning. And you can be encouraged that when it feels like could it get any worse? It's like the world has seen worse and God was there. And he showed up and did amazing things, even through crazy pandemics, much crazier than COVID-19. I'm not trying to minimize this, but the world has seen much more. And God used that to be able to shine brightly and for people to be able to seek him. And there was incredible salvation and miracles. And so if you're feeling discouraged or beat up, just know that God's still working in the background, yeah. and that his faithfulness is there. His, he truly is good through the ages. You know, this this chapter starts out
1: with, now there's a long war between these two, you yeah. know, between the house of Saul and the yeah, house yeah, of David. Yeah. And you think about like some of the things that we're walking through that are just feel you know, like you don't see the finish line. Like, yeah. like where does this end? Like, yeah. where where yeah. is the finish line? And yeah. I, a year ago, uh, Pastor Matt said something like, you know, feels like we've been running a 5K that turned into a marathon, yeah. and you just don't see the finish line yeah. yet, you know. And it still feels that way yeah. for a lot of people. Turning into a hundred like, miler, yeah, yeah it, it is certainly like when is where's the finish line? Well, we see that here in this chapter as well. There's this transition of power going on between yeah. Saul and David, and these two like you know two leaders, right? And yeah. there is a long drawn out battle and there's all the stuff that goes into that. And yeah. you know, is is God in it? Yes. Is there a mess in the midst of it? Yes. Is God yeah. faithful? And is he going to get the man in charge that he needs in charge? Yes. And so even in our culture right now, people might have all the opinions about all the political things or all the leadership things or all the you know, who's doing what and how are they doing it? And you know, God can use all the brokenness, all the crazy stories even of this chapter and go, I'm gonna I'm gonna get done what, what I set in my heart to get done and yeah. I'm gonna use people to get there. And um, by the grace of God in the New Testament believer, which you and I would qualify for that as a believer with the Spirit of God on the inside of us, this was God on the outside over here and we yeah. got God on the inside. We got yeah. the spirit of, of the living God on the inside. Oh, yeah. so we can be led through a battle. We can be led through a long extended period of mess by the Spirit of God. And God has wisdom from heaven. He has abilities that we don't know, that we don't see, that he wants to you know, birth in us and use us to do things. And I would just say, let's recognize the enemy and let's recognize where, where life-giving is and life-abundant is. And if we could sort that out as we walk through and navigate life in the, in the world that we live in today, I think we can actually succeed. We can be prosperous. It's not just going to be a, well, We'll see what happens. No, God has promises for us today, and uh, we don't have to be you know, stuck in a battle, you yeah. know, per se, that you just can't see the finish line. Well, we know the finish line. The finish line is good. He's got a future full of hope for us, and yeah. so there is good. There is good coming, and there's hope ahead of us. We're in this long battle. They didn't know where it was going to end. They didn't know. They had no, they way, ever, to, they yeah. had no way to tell. You know? keep going and, and going. And there's all this stuff. There's all the conspiracy things, and there's all you know, all the same things that you might be thinking in our culture today. Yeah. We see a lot of it right here yeah. in this chapter.
2: Yeah. Verse 36 stood out to me because in a sense, you could look at it and think, oh, that's good. It says, yeah. this pleased the people very much. In fact, everything the king did everything. pleased them. All and it. it's like, oh, that sounds good. It's like, no, when you're just trying to please man, that could lead you down a very dangerous path. As David had opportunities to king Saul, or kill Saul, is that he was in the cave with him, yeah. could have killed him, struck the spear in the ground and been like, hey, that could have been your life. If he would have been pleasing man... He would have touched God's anointed and killed him early, or he could have taken other things into his hand. So be careful. I've got to really battle this in my heart is trying to please ma'am. When I say, man, that's just anybody that you're trying to get the respect of and that you're looking for just that affirmation in the world. It could be your boss. It could be someone that you admire, just, you know, the perceptions of the things that you drive or the place that you live or the clothes that you wear or the watch that you have, whatever that is, is be very careful because the enemy loves to exploit that is he will take that and people just, they become pleasers of persons instead yeah. of actually being a pleaser of, of God, where Jesus, on the other hand says, Jesus grew in favor with God and then favor with man, is that it was God first, is that he had his priorities right. And it's like, Jesus told us, he's like, if the world hates you, then you're doing the right thing. (laughs) Like, you're not just having where everybody's like, oh, they're amazing. It's like, sometimes we're called to do things that are tough and that not everybody's going to be happy about it.
1: Yeah. And the the idea of, you know, how do I, How do i do that like how do i not live to please the people around me like like you want to do a good job yeah of course you want to you want (laughs) to honor god like you want to do all things you know for god you know you know everything that we do in the earth like we want to please the lord doing that and honestly if we're pleasing god it's going to please men like and it it may not on the surface all the time because not everybody's on on board with god's plan for your life and for the lives around us however you're not living for the you know for the Praise of man. And yeah. the scripture actually says, Let another man let another man's mouth praise you. Yeah. And they're like not let somebody own, else, man. you know, yeah. let somebody else speak that over your life and not not you out there telling everybody how great you are. Yeah. You know? And I just I just wonder, you know, in the in the season of this long, you know, this long battle between David and Saul, just how many opportunities David would have had to go, Look at me, look at how oh, great yeah. of a leader I am, look For at how great sure. of this I am and yet he didn't. Yet he just said, You yeah. know what? We're gonna we're gonna do this. It's gonna we're gonna be all right. Yeah. And you know, the, the the war that must have been raging on the inside of him oh, yeah. to just continually kind of keep his, like, you know, foot on the jugular, if you will, yeah. like, try to keep his flesh in check. Well, to be
2: told as a young boy that uh-huh. you're going to be king and then have to still go back out and take care of the sheep and have spears thrown at you and to be living in caves, like... Yeah it would make it even more to where he would want to be like come on it's my time yeah. but he held that back like yeah. great and character study
1: there's 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 a lot to be learned from the life of david certainly and uh i just i you know i'm just I'm, I, I don't know i'm i'm really i'm really pleased by the by the idea that you know david could walk through this mess so can we yeah. and uh, even more so like we yeah. have the spirit of god and like like i said we we have the ability to to walk through life and navigate life because the spirit of god will lead us yeah. and we have that ability that Honestly, David was waiting for the next prophet to come along and tell him something, you know, or, you know, to hear from hear from heaven in an audible voice or something, like, just hopeful that, like, you know, God of the Old Testament would somehow get, get word to him about what his next move would be, you know, and we actually have the ability on the inside of us to rock and to actually walk by faith and not by sight, you yeah. know? It's crazy.
2: David wrote this Psalm in Psalm 139. It says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there's any wicked way in me. Lead me in the way of everlasting. And that's really him just crying out, saying, know my inner, real inner thoughts, not what the world sees, not the outward things, but just the stuff that you and God are aware of. And then help me to live in that way of everlasting, to walk true. And that's a that's a great way to be able to live and just say it daily. I've heard Pastor Chris Hodges of Church of the Highlands say is, is like that's a daily prayer that he starts his day off with, just being like, "Lord, help me, please." Yeah. Like, yeah. never too big for that.
1: <laughs> you know, I, uh, I, I we can look at this after the break, but I, I like verse fifteen and sixteen a little bit. Like, this is this is a little bit crazy to really enjoy these verses here, but um, we have it. We have a story here where somebody went and was sent to, you know, take their hu- you know, take yeah. the, take the wife from the husband and the husband <laughs> follows behind grieving, I right? I like that yeah It's like this her. poor guy is yeah. like, you know, is, something's being stolen from him, yeah. you know, and, and here he is just, you know, walking behind it, kind of watching it go, you yeah. know? And I just think about, and we can talk about it after the break here in a second, but I just think about what that might feel like, that grieving process of going, oh, I'm about to lose something here. Yeah. Somebody's stealing from me. Let's go to the break. We'll come right back and talk about it.
0: You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors.
1: At East Coast Christian Center, we
0: are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Need a Fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too big or too small. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Find them online at ineedafence.com. Kids. That's 321 453 5437. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts.
1: All right. So, uh, back to this idea that this guy is, his wife is getting stolen from him. (sighs) Like, this guy is actually watching his wife. Well, actually the king basically orders his wife, someone to go get his wife and um, it's like, man, what are you what have you lost today? Or what do you feel yeah. like you're losing today? And you just can't do anything about it. You feel like it's just slipping away, and you want to just go pursue it in grief. And I would just say, you know what? Let God be the comforter today. Yep. There's a lot of people that are losing a lot of things in the season, and um, whether that's relatives, friends, you know, these are hard things. Like maybe it's a job, maybe it's a career, maybe it's – there's been a lot of things, even in my life, and you know, 44, 45 years of my life, I've, I've, I've had to deal with some loss. I've had to deal with some grief. i had to deal with some things, you know. I was a pro athlete that I suddenly got hurt, and I felt like my career was getting taken from yeah. me, and I just couldn't do anything about it. There's really nothing I could do. Like yeah. when, when you blow your shoulder, and you, you're you a pitcher, and you just got to throw baseballs, and you can't do it anymore, yeah. you have to wrestle through the, what is my purpose, and what am I going to do with my life? And now I look back and go, wow, look what God did. Yeah, you know, this is 22 sure. years ago or something. And I look back, and I go, wow, God opened a door that was so much better than I could have. I mean, it would have been great to be all over the place playing baseball and doing all yeah. that, but the opportunities I get to minister and to for care sure. for people and to love people and the the passions that he's put on the inside of me to raise a family and to be a dad and all that all that. I don't know what all that would look like. But yeah. I do know that there's a there's a season and you gotta just keep in front of you. God's got a future full of hope for you. Even if you feel like you're getting ripped off right now and it's really a struggle. Come on, keep pressing in and keep yep. going. And watch God do it. God is faithful. He's been faithful. He'll continue to be faithful. Don't just go, oh, all right, it's gone, and now I'm I'm going to just quit and be done myself. Keep fighting. Let's go.
2: Yeah, one of my favorite Bible verses, what the enemy meant for evil, God will turn around for good. Yeah. And so just know that he is working on your behalf. Even when you don't see it, he's still doing it. That's we'll, good. Yeah, we'll talk to you guys next time. Have right, a great day. Bless you
0: We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath podcast.